0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. So Jesus died, then the disciples discovered the tomb was empty. Mary Magdalene was the one that Jesus appeared to. The disciples were locked away behind closed doors. They were afraid of what was going to happen to them. And in chapter 20 of John, we find that Jesus appeared to them. Yes, Mary Magdalene goes to the disciples and said, I've seen the Lord and told them all about her encounter with him. And then on the evening of that first day of the week when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Now that's not just a greeting, that is an impartation of God's peace. Remember these men were heartbroken, they were grief-stricken, they never really expected to see Jesus on earth. They thought that he had uh, been raised all right, but he was now in heaven. So after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, yet this is really me, look, here's the wounds. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, this actually is quite a problematical verse because there's a lot of of, um, questioning as to, well, In what way did Jesus give them the Holy Spirit? After all, the Holy Spirit could not be poured out until Jesus was glorified, and uh, he had not yet returned to heaven. And how does this relate to what happened on the day of Pentecost? Well, I can only offer you what I believe is the right explanation. I don't believe this was their Pentecostal experience. Jesus, as we saw yesterday, had to return to heaven Uh, triumphantly uh, having shed the blood that would be efficacious for taking away the sin of the whole world. Uh, And only then uh, was the Spirit of God to be poured out as Jesus had promised when he ascended. Um, So, or before he ascended. So, I believe that this was if you like an interim blessing that was going to keep the disciples for this period of time until the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. That what Jesus was doing was um, uh, blessing them, giving them authority to forgive sin, to show them, if you like, to commission them to be the leaders that they would have to be of the church that was now going to emerge after Jesus had returned to heaven. So, I think that they certainly received a blessing from the Holy Spirit, but it's pretty clear from Acts chapter 2 that it was only then that they were filled, that they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, that this prophetic promise that, that um, uh, John the Baptist had given, that I baptize with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, uh, that then that was fulfilled, not at this moment, but on that day of Pentecost. Now, Thomas had not been with them when Jesus had um, appeared to them. And he says, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. So a week later when the doors were locked and they were again meeting together, Thomas was with them and Jesus appears again. He again imparts his peace to them. And then he says to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. I mean, what a thing to tell him to do. Can't you imagine, put your hand in my side. Jesus, um, and Thomas says to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus makes this wonderful statement. You know, I've often heard... Christians say, Oh, I'm just a doubting Thomas, because they're going through some period where there's something that they find it difficult to believe. And I say, No, 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 you're not a doubting Thomas. Just look what Jesus said. So, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. When somebody when somebody says oh, I'm a doubting Thomas, I say to him, Do you believe in Jesus? So he says, Oh yes. So well then, according to Jesus, you're not a doubter, but you're blessed because you have believed though you have not seen. And what Jesus wants is for you to persevere in your faith so that you will see the fulfillment of everything that he has promised you. And then uh, John records, Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples which are not mentioned in this book. But these are written... That you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. They are. That's the purpose you see, for which he has written the book. That's why he focuses on some things and not other things. Now he records a further uh, appearance of Jesus when they, a group of them, uh, were going fishing. They'd been fishing all night, and they'd caught nothing. And early the next morning, Jesus is there on the shore, but the disciples didn't recognize him. And they, he calls out friends, uh, haven't you any fish? Haven't you caught anything? I mean, that is the worst thing to say to a fisherman, isn't it? That when fishing all night. <laughs> Absolutely. No, they answered. Then he said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. When the disciple whom Jesus loved—that's Peter, oh, that's John—said uh, to Peter, "It is the Lord." As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, "It is the Lord," he wrapped his outer garment around him, jumped into the water, and uh, uh, and obviously was was rushing to Jesus. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing this net full of fish, and. Um, When they landed, they saw that Jesus had a fire of burning coals and some fish were burning on it and uh, uh, were cooking on it, not burning on it, (laughs) cooking on it. Uh, And there was also some bread there. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have caught. Uh, What's going on here? Uh, Jesus is about to have breakfast on the beach with his disciples and he's going to prove that his body really is the body. He's going to eat This risen body, yes, he invited um, Thomas to put his hand into his side. Now he's having breakfast with them. This really is the man that was crucified that has been raised from the dead. So Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Now we have just one other incident that we need to focus on as we finish this gospel. People often say that these three questions that Jesus asked Peter reinstate him after his threefold denial. I don't think that's what this is about at all. If Jesus wanted to forgive Peter, he wouldn't need to do it three times. He would just say, Peter, I forgive you. No, no. If you actually look at this Um, uh, episode here it is a commissioning of Peter it's not restoring him it's commissioning him let's see what happens when they finished eating Jesus said to Peter Simon son of John do you truly love me more than these now knowing the Greek words is very important here he's saying do you love me more than these fish remember um, Jesus had called Peter away from fishing to be a fisher of men and during this time, after Jesus was not with them any longer, he gone back to fishing. So he's saying, "Do you love me more than these fish?" But the word "love" here is the love of God. Do you love me with God's love more than you love these f- more than you love these fish? Peter says, "Yes, Lord. You know that I love you." He's using a different word here, not God's love. He's like saying, "Lord, you know I have these feelings of love for you." So Jesus then gives him this commission, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me with the love of God? And Peter answers, yes, Lord, you know that I love you with my soul, with my feelings, you see, not with the love of God. Because of course, he hasn't yet received the Holy Spirit. He hasn't yet been filled with that love. That would happen on the day of Pentecost. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you, now, Jesus uses the same word that Peter has been using. So he's really saying, do you love me with all your soul? He doesn't say, do you love me with the love of God? But he's really saying, well, do you love me with all your soul, Peter? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you with all my soul. (laughs) Jesus said, feed my lambs. And then he predicts the way that Peter will die, that there will come the time when he will be led where he doesn't want to go. And of course the tradition says that Peter was crucified upside down because he didn't want to be crucified the same way up as his Lord and Master. And then we have this little episode where where Jesus says uh, to Peter, come and follow me, And Peter turned and saw the other disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. And John was also tagging along, in other words. And so Peter's a bit put out by this, and he says, Lord, what about him? And Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Now, this was greatly misunderstood because people took it to mean that, that John was not going to die. And so John includes this at the end of the Gospel to explain Uh, that Jesus did not say that he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? And of course, he would remain alive in Christ, with Christ, not just in a physical body, but he would always remain alive with him because he possesses eternal life. Uh, And then he explains, this is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com.